Tech Writer Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 696 for the 5th of June, 2020. This week, just like cars, trucks, airplanes, furnaces, and bicycles, hardware and software can fail, even if you perform all the suggested maintenance. Maintenance does allow for you to find upcoming problems and fix them before they happen, though. Routine troubleshooting is easy, and it doesn't take much time. In short circuits, portable USB solid-state drives were once a luxury for those who needed lots of fast external storage while on the go. The drives are still a bit pricey, but they're a lot more affordable than they used to be. Offices are reopening, but many people are still working from home and maybe for a long time, maybe permanently. Too many companies neglected to secure equipment used for office work, and now they're in danger. In spare parts, only on the website, you know not to open email attachments from strangers, but what if somebody you do know replies to an email from you and includes an unexpected attachment? If you've ever wondered which antivirus application is best, the answer is easy. None of them. AV comparatives can point out the relative strengths and weaknesses. And 20 years ago, plans were afoot to put congressional hearings online. This was another groundbreaking effort that didn't quite make it. Whether you perform scheduled maintenance on your computer or not, hardware and applications can fail. The advantages of scheduled maintenance is that you'll usually see warning signs and then be able to deal with problems on your schedule. Otherwise, things will break when they break, and that's almost always at the least convenient time. Now, this is true whether you use a Windows computer, a Mac OS computer, a Linux computer, or a Chromebook. The precise processes may vary a bit from one operating system to another, but the overall need is there regardless. So let's take a look at some of the tasks that need to be performed, at least occasionally. It's a good idea to check out your hardware, at least every half year or so. If the computer is more than a few years old, you might be able to substantially improve performance with more memory, or by replacing a mechanical hard drive with a solid-state drive. Adding a docking station or a USB 3 port could give better functionality. How many service hours do any of your disk drives have? Disks can run reliably for a decade or more, but a lot of businesses swap drives at least every five years. I run Crystal Disk Info once a month because it reminds me of how many power-on hours the disk has recorded, the disk's operating temperature, and any warnings from the Smart Disk Manager about potential problems. SMART is an acronym for the self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology that is built into most modern disk drives. I have a link to the Crystal Disk Info website on the TechBiter Worldwide website. You can download the free application from there. Also, take a look at your monitor, or monitors too. If the computer can support a higher resolution monitor, or more than one monitor, doing so can make using the computer more enjoyable. Keep your applications up to date. 
I'd recommend checking these at least monthly. Most software-as-a-service applications like Adobe Creative Cloud and Microsoft 365 perform their updates automatically. Allowing the applications to take care of themselves is a good way to ensure that you always have all the latest features, security patches, and bug fixes. And the major browsers also update themselves automatically. Crooks love outdated software and applications that don't have recent patches because they often contain security flaws that are well-known and easy to exploit. Back up your operating system and data. This should be done at least weekly. I like CrashPlan because it backs up all the data on the computer to a remote server. It's not free, but $10 a month seems like a reasonable fee to me. It doesn't back up the operating system at applications, though. For that, you do need an image backup application or a disk clone application. You'll find free and paid backup and cloning applications. The key is to have at least a recent backup of the operating system programs and settings, as well as an up-to-the-minute backup of essential data. Be sure to update the operating system whenever updates are released. Microsoft pushes out security updates on the second Tuesday of each month, and operating system feature updates come out twice a year. Linux computers can receive various updates on a nearly daily basis. Chromebooks have frequent updates. Updates to Apple's Mac OS are less frequent. It is okay to delay updates that add new features, but security updates should never be postponed. Be sure you check for malware. Your protective application should do that continuously, but it's also a good idea to run a file scan once a week. An up-to-date active malware protection application is essential for Windows and wise for users of other operating systems. The free versions of commercial applications, or for Windows users, Microsoft's Windows Security Essentials is fine. It's a good idea to run a full system scan occasionally, and possibly to supplement that with a scan provided by one of the reputable software vendors online. Organizations such as Bitdefender, Avast, Kaspersky, AVG, or Avira. If you have a Windows computer, remember to reboot it at least once a week. I know, it's handy to have the computer hibernate so that it just wakes up in a few seconds. And hibernation does work a lot better than it used to. But I don't use that feature. Never have, probably never will. With a solid-state boot drive, Windows is ready for my password in less than 30 seconds, and even with all the startup applications I have the system load, the computer is ready to go in not much more than a minute. Computers don't need sleep the way we humans do, but powering the system all the way down does allow the operating system to start with a fresh slate. Windows has come far from the days when it had to be rebooted several times a day, but a full system reboot should still be performed once a week. And as far as I'm concerned, once a day is better. Another option for Windows users, use the Windows System File Checker, at least monthly. The Windows System File Checker, or SFC, is the first thing any Windows support technician will call for when you report a problem. System files are modified by updates and sometimes by application installations or updates. They can be targeted by malware. There's no reason to wait for something to have gone wrong to use the system file checker preventively. Start a command prompt as the administrator and then type sfc space forward slash scan now. You'll find that on the TechBiter Worldwide website. The process will examine the system files and repair any with problems. It takes maybe 15 minutes or so. 
A good companion process is the Deployment Image Servicing and Management Restore Health function. This tool will confirm that any system backup files stored in the local recovery set are in good condition. Start a command prompt as administrator, then type DISM forward slash online forward slash cleanup dash image forward slash restore health. You'll find that on the TechBiter Worldwide website where you can copy and paste. Check to see if there are applications installed that you don't use. You might do that once a year. Now, I'm guilty of not doing that pretty much at all. Even when I notice an application that I haven't used for years, I generally leave it alone because, well, I might need that someday. I pay for that by having a lot of disk space. But applications that are both installed and running in the background can cause other problems. A background application that you've forgotten about is still using system resources, which makes other applications run slowly. And these forgotten programs can serve as vectors for malware. That's something I do check fairly regularly. Toss out the trash. Do that at least monthly. Many applications create temporary files, and few do a good job of cleaning up after themselves. Web-based applications are even worse. System updates and program installations also create temporary files and folders. So depending on how long it's been since you've deleted temporary files, you could find hundreds of gigabytes of junk on the disk drive. One of the best applications for this process is CCleaner. The free version is sufficient, but the paid version does provide a few additional features. The installer will probably offer to include a free antivirus application, watch the prompts closely, and refuse that offer. You'll find a link to CCleaner on the TechBiter Worldwide website this week. So the bottom line here is to eliminate problems instead of reacting to them. Maintenance procedures do take some time. But knowing that a problem is developing allows you to resolve the problem on your schedule instead of losing time and having to deal with it as an emergency. Many years ago, the Fram oil filter people had a slogan, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. That slogan still applies both to oil filters and computers. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, portable USB drives are essential for anybody who needs to carry around a lot of data. Photographers, for example, who are on a remote shoot and want to offload images from their cameras while still in the field need an external drive. When your camera creates images that are each 30 to 50 megabytes and the notebook computer you take along has only a 500 gigabyte hard drive, 500 images might fill up the computer's internal disk. Depending on the assignment, 500 images might not be a lot. Remember, we're talking about a professional photographer here. Until now, the only cost-efficient alternative was a mechanical disk drive in a portable case. 
Now there are reasonably priced solid-state drives in portable cases. There's still a significant price difference between SSDs and mechanical drives. Some one terabyte drives are priced around $170. On the other hand, you can buy twice as much storage for about one-third of the price if you choose a mechanical drive. So is the extra cost worth it? Well, maybe. SSDs offer a couple of important advantages, speed and reliability. Speed. There is no rotating disk in the enclosure, so seek time for an SSD approaches zero. Anyone who has ever replaced a mechanical drive in a desktop or notebook computer with an SSD will immediately understand this. And reliability. Also, because there is no rotating disk in the enclosure, SSDs are virtually impervious to shock damage. Today's mechanical drives are far more resistant to damage, but solid-state drives are even better because there simply are no moving parts. Some external drives come with built-in biometric security, a fingerprint reader on a Samsung T7, for example. Others come with encryption software, and any that don't include the software can be encrypted using an open-source application like Veracrypt. SanDisk's Extreme Portable Pro SSD is a little unusual in that it doesn't look much like a standard disk drive. It's less than half an inch thick, a bit over two inches wide, and about four and a half inches long. There's a big hole in it, too. That's so it can be attached to a lanyard. Maybe you want to wear it as a pendant or use it as a gigantic key fob. Many portable SSDs are sealed so that they resist dust and water. Keyword here is resist. Don't take it along if you go snorkel diving. The ingress protection, or IP rating, of 5.5 means that it's not dust-tight but dust-resistant and that it's protected against dripping, spraying, or splashing water and offers protection against low-power water jets. If you put it in front of a fire hose, forget it. Most external drives have switched from standard USB ports to USB Type 3 ports that offer better protection against dust and water. Portable SSD use either standard SATA connections or the newer non-volatile Memory Express connections. Serial ATA and the SATA connections are slower than NVMEs. Speed is also a factor of the memory inside the case, so there's a lot to look at here in terms of specifications. If you're in the market for an external USB drive, do take a look at what manufacturers such as Samsung, SanDisk, Western Digital, and Seagate have to offer. An article I included in Spare Parts last week noted that some people who began working from home as a temporary measure are still working from home and may continue to do so for a long time, perhaps permanently. Organizations that had no experience with having their people work from home are in danger of having risky arrangements, and Acronis, a company that makes True Image backup software, has some suggestions. Going back to the office might be slow because employers can no longer pack workers together in the least possible space. That's because of social distancing requirements. In addition to that, some employees have found that they prefer working from home. And some employers have found that home-based employees can be as productive as those who work in the office, sometimes more productive.
But there is still a need for security, and research from Acronis shows that cyber attacks more than doubled in March and April over similar periods in January and February. Unless the organization already had procedures in place to secure home offices, telling people to work from home can create large and easily exploited security flaws. Those who are working from home with little or no guidance from the company's cybersecurity personnel should take steps to protect themselves from being the point of entry for crooks. And the recommendations from Acronis are excellent starting points. Most of the recommendations can be implemented easily, even by somebody with no security experience. So here's what they're suggesting. Use a virtual private network, a VPN. If your company hasn't set up a virtual private network for use by employees, install your own VPN application. Some VPNs are free, but most do have a modest cost. PC Magazine has a review of the top contenders, and I have a link to that PC Magazine article on this week's TechBiter Worldwide. Watch out for phishing attempts. Some companies have installed software in their email servers to warn users when a message originates outside the corporate network. If your company doesn't have such an application, take extra care with all messages, even those that appear to be from coworkers. If you have any social media installed on the computer you use for work, don't click links and be particularly wary of any message that claims to provide COVID-19 information. Next, make sure your anti-malware application is up to date. Acronis recommends running a full scan once a day. My preferences are for free services because they include all of the essential tools and omit all of the add-ons that serve little purpose. You should also keep the operating system up to date. Never delay installing a security update. Many attacks succeed because the users have failed to install updates that close security loopholes. The same is true for applications. Current versions of applications from Microsoft, Adobe, and some other software vendors update themselves automatically. Also, use good passwords and protect them. Strong and easily remembered passwords are essential, or use an application like LastPass or 1Password. Some companies inexplicably forbid the use of password managers. That leads people to keep passwords in an unencrypted file on the computer or to write them down. If you're working from home, writing passwords down is less of a problem than doing so in the office, but it's still not recommended. And definitely don't keep them in an unencrypted file on the computer. Acronis recommends activating the operating system's firewall. Your computer's operating system probably has a firewall function, and it may already be turned on. To be sure that it is on, follow the instructions for Windows and Mac OS users on the Acronis website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. Make sure your router is secure. This involves installing any firmware updates and checking some of the settings to be sure they're optimized for security. Acronis has an online tutorial for that, and I have a link to it. And finally, consider turning encryption on. Both macOS and Windows operating systems can encrypt all data on the computer. Acronis also has a tutorial for that. Note, though, that if your company has a chief security officer and you're using a computer provided by the company, ask before you make any changes. Organizations that have a chief security officer usually have all the security measures in place, and they may even have systems that block attempts by users to modify the computer's settings. However, 
If you work for a small company, one that has no security procedures in place, taking the initiative now might avoid problems later. Spare Parts isn't encrypted, but your connection to the TechBiter Worldwide website is, and this week you'll find these articles. You know not to open email attachments from strangers, but what if somebody you do know replies to an email from you and includes an unexpected attachment? If you've ever wondered which antivirus application is best, the answer is easy. None of them. AV comparatives can point out the relative strengths and weaknesses. And 20 years ago, plans were afoot to put congressional hearings online. This was another groundbreaking effort that didn't quite make it. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.